There we go. We're live. All right. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MSG Podcast. Yep. And uh, this is awesome. We got some of our first ever questions asked ever on the podcast. This is a great day. Yeah. And so we're going to be attempting to answer one of them. All we, of them. We had to pick the Actually, hardest one, of course. We, we can answer here. Perhaps the I most got... controversial one as well. Here. Uh we start out. So yeah, we're gonna answer some questions. That's what we're gonna do. But we won't even focus. We'll, we won't work it. Worry about the one we were working on. Oh. Okay. At the moment, there's this one from Tyler. Okay. And this is uh, hypothetical, I guess. And it says, if you could give anyone in the world one superpower, but the only one, but you're the only one not to get that power, what power would it be, and why? So everybody would have the same power, except for you, just wouldn't have. Power. Oh my. That's, I don't know. That's a weird question, but. Mm. So you could do cyclical reasoning and give everybody the power to not have a power. So if you didn't have that power, you'd get one. That's not. I don't think that counts. Bingo. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I think about that. It's like, I don't know what. That's Mm. a hard question. The only one I probably wouldn't give somebody is like super speed or like teleportation. Do you know how terrifying that would be if you couldn't go super speed? It'd be like or mosquitoes teleport- buzzing or around I, Or I guess invisibility too. Because <laughs> everyone would be invisible all the time. Uh, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I would, I would probably give everybody the ability to fly just because that would be so cool. That's it's like I, I would I would miss out on it, but that's all right. You could just every time you tried to jump off a building, somebody would catch you. Yeah, see, there you go. So you're safe. I'll you could say, you could I'll have your buddies with... fly you around. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if you really wanted, they to. probably want to want to fly around the one lazy guy who doesn't have a power. Wouldn't be lazy. You just <laughs> go can't walk, do walk it. yourself. <laughs> like, dude, I want to I be up there. Uh, mm, I have no idea, man. Like have water breathing or something? Or? Let, let's say, dude, regeneration. Oh, dude. So pretty much everybody lives forever for long amounts of time. And then me, I just die. You're the only person to <laughs> age or die or anything. They get a cut on their arm and it instantly heals. It's like me? No, it's going to be a few weeks. <laughs> it's like everybody's trying to kill you. And so you get this barrier of people around you. They would have it. It'd be very easy to kill me off, though. Well, okay, not, let's say not everybody, but you've got your friends to protect you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll just take all the bullets because they'll... Yep, they can just heal it doesn't, right up. It, does, it doesn't matter. To them. Yeah. That, there's another one I could... What is this? I'm getting notifications for some odd reason. Oh, I... kind of like that, too. About what? If everybody had a power? Except it was like anti that. It's like... So if you were the only one that had the power? No, no, no. Like, uh... It was about the regeneration kind of thing. Oh. Like if, when people inherited this power, they were supposed to be given regeneration and, and just the ability to do all sorts of really cool things. But at some point, that power had been corrupted, and so it did the opposite. And so if it was like a random selection kind of thing. It just happened to people. And so instead of being able to regenerate, you suddenly were unable to regenerate. And so you were, you were still alive, but any injury you had just stayed with you. Like if you stubbed your toe, oh. it would be the most painful thing in the world. So you sounds, just have it forever. Sounds awful. Yeah. It's a great book, though. It was fantastic. <laughs> hmm. 
But you read some interesting books, to be honest. It's from Brandon Sanderson. There's a Lantris. Still, it's cool. you read some weird books. I we can. <laughs> there's another, another <laughs> weird one we can it. ask, and then um, okay. If you could replace one existing animal with one mythical animal, what would it be? Uh, it, here's an example. It says, I replaced all horses in the world with Bigfoots. So if there were 50,000 horse, 50, horses in the world, there then would be 50,000 Bigfoots. Ooh. So it, it just replaces yeah, just... what the place of that animal. So you could be strategic. If you yeah. picked something that was very abundant but that you didn't like, then you could just swap it over with. Yeah. Mm. I don't really know that many mythical animals. Right. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, that's, I'm sure there's lots of them out there. You got unicorns, and of course, Bigfoot, and uh, dragons, basic dragons. I guess, oh, yeah. chupacabras, uh, uh, leviathans, sea monsters. Have fun. All bacteria I replaced with sea monsters. I don't think. I don't think that counts. Millions. <laughs> Millions of them. Probably be like. Infinite amount. Uh, yeah, I guess bacteria wouldn't count as an animal. Uh, the closest thing to the animal would be like ants. Yeah. Oh, dude. You, you could do that. Yeah, but then the, the sea monsters have to be on land. <laughs> yeah, because so. they're too many. Uh, There's too many to fit just in the ocean. Hmm. Uh, I don't, like, it's not hard picking an animal, but it's hard picking a, a mythical one because I can only come up with like three in my head. Yeah. We need like a list. We should have had a list yeah, of mythical lists. Like, pick one off of there. Just, uh, uh, mythical. I guess. Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Are they mythical animals? Oh, if it was Pokemon, I'd do Lucario mm. all day. Uh, they get like 50,000 50, of them running around. Dude, I'll be, they would be my best friends. Right. Be lit. Um, <laughs> Lucario is like the best Pokemon other than the Squirtle. Uh, yeah. I don't know a lot about Pokemon, but that's, but that's, that's it. Pick. That's all I need. <laughs> I was I was a baller with Lucario on Super Smash Bros. or the one that there actually had them. You know, that's exactly like that's all the, I the needed. Mainline Pokemon. That's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> Knew it. Uh, like it would be also interesting uh, if there was another spin on that question. Like what? That whichever animal you you swapped it with, it had to do the same kind of things and it had to be the same size as whichever animal you swapped it with so same like, size so that you had like swapped unicorns and ants you had a whole bunch of unicorns that were the size of ants and they lived in hills that would be kind of weird. weird that would be very weird I don't, there's nothing about i mean there's something that mentions size well, bigfoots you know a little, a little tiny people tiny running around bigfoots <laughs> bigfoots the size of a horse um this is a very difficult question mm. <laughs> don't know what to say Honestly, do you know any other mythical animals that we haven't mentioned? Oh, I'm sure somewhere in the depths of my brain there are one, uh, some, several. I don't know. Shoot, I was not prepared for this. Shoot, I mean, you said the Leviathan, and you got the Behemoth. Yeah, that's yeah, the biblical. That's uh, that's biblical about creatures. that. I mean, um, go back to Egyptian lore and do all of the the half animal, half people. Things. Centaurs. Ooh. Oh yeah, centaur. That's a, that's a good one. Centaurs. As long be as it's sick. not the centaurs from Fallout Three. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know that reference. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't play Fallout Three. Oh, not, that's not very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do the death claws. Oh, you could. I guess those aren't mythical. Well, are they? They're, they're video. Fictional. They're fictional video game mythical. I I don't know. Um, 
What are those? Have you ever? Have you? Did you ever see Hellboy? Mm-hmm. There were these like little like fairies, and they would eat like teeth, but they were like demonic. So like real they, tooth fairy. Oh, like, <laughs> but they would they would eat people too. So they, mm-hmm. were, they were like the size of your hand, and they fly around. They were like blue. Their entire mouth had just like oh, that's right. raising sharp teeth yep. to chew through anything. They give you a little kiss. And they kill you. I would replace... Just a side effect. <laughs> I would pick those. I don't know what they are, like tooth fairies. I don't know. Yeah, that's Some type of tooth fairies. I would replace that with pigeons. Oh. So you see them walking around in the, the Walmart parking lot eating french fries. <laughs> <laughs> Look up at you. <laughs> that's what I would do. And since they have wings, they could do the exact same thing pigeons do, fly and do nothing. I feel like there, it would be a little worse for wear. Uh, where it they wouldn't would... be a clean swap. Oh, it'd be easy. When do you notice it? I mean, pigeons are. Happened, I mean, pigeons don't technically exist, anyways. They're just cameras, right? Yeah, but don't exist. Wow. <laughs> uh, you got one. Do you what, know a pigeon? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to answer a mythical creature that would place with a, a normal creature. Um. I'm trying to think of one. You had the um, the Jersey Devil, demon Jersey Devil. I'm trying to look back at all my lost tapes. Yeah, yeah. The all show those, Lost Tapes. The, all those monsters, because those were all yeah, myth- like Skinwalker. Skinwalkers. I mean, vampires are mythical, are they not? Yeah, technically, although they're more humanoid than. I wouldn't consider them an animal per se. I guess. What about a werewolf? With that, that's, that's probably closer to an animal. So replace all wolves with werewolves. You would significantly notice it. Yeah. <laughs> be a lot more deaths. Yeah, I think from so. from wolf-based creatures. <laughs> that would be terrifying, especially if nobody knew you'd made the swamp. Like, it would have it would, all out of all, out of nowhere. A lot of like towns that had like. In especially northern areas or wherever um, colder areas are, yeah, people yeah. just get start disappearing and dying. The population would just drop. Yeah. And then the, the werewolves go in and assume all of the responsibilities, so you got whole towns of werewolves now. But if a human goes in there, they just kill you and eat you. Yep. You're not one of them. Go back to society. <laughs> Beautiful. One of us. <laughs> That's not bad. That would be sick, though. That would be. I wanted to know if if uh zombies were mythical but they aren't are they uh, i it depends on I what even, you mean as mythical i don't too. even know i don't fully because, like i don't know something you read in a book i don't it, yeah because it's like old, you could folk, have the old folk tale i don't know but even yeah. zombies were old folk tale so then it'd be like kind the, of the witch from hansel and gretel except he's not an animal that's not bad either witches, witches. who actually can do witch witchy things yeah oh, i've still got to get the, the sticks for that i didn't i didn't tell you about that um i went to that whiskey tasting on friday you sticks and we we talked a little bit about something called witching have you ever heard of witching before i've heard of it a lot of people that... call it dowsing as well yeah. um now there's a caveat nobody knows exactly what causes it or why it is so there's a lot of people especially in the south that'll look at you really funny because it's like it's almost like demon spawn kind of stuff it's hopefully but 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's where you take two metal rods that are bent at the end. So it's like they look like really long L's. And you balance them on your fingers right out in front of you so that they're, they're going away from you. Uh, straight away from you and you walk along just balancing it on your fingers and when you cross over the top of uh, water or electrical conduits or sometimes large bits of metal uh, the two lines will cross so your two wires will go towards each other and cross over each other then as you pass over that spot they'll uncross that's cool so it's bizarre because since nobody knows, they don't have a scientific explanation for why it happens, they automatically go, okay, it's, it's like it's satanic, it's, it's demonic, or it has to do with the supernatural. Well, I don't know and if it's demonic, I, but... I don't know. I, I can't tell you for certain. That's interesting. The people that taught it to me were Christians, and they said, now we know the reputation of this. <laughs> And we, we believe... What do you think? You're like a God satanic worshiper if you do it or something? Well, no, but it's it's that whole... If you don't know what it is... It's demonic. Yeah. That's kind of stupid. It's an age-old superstition. Yeah. That's weird, though. It, it is weird. Well, because be, it doesn't make cool. any sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't make sense to us. And there could be a, a property that nobody's <laughs> discovered that it, it falls are. right into. Yeah. But you can, you can find um, PVC pipes in the ground. It's like... So it can't be magnetic, and you can use non-ferrous rods as your dowsing rods. So it definitely isn't magnetic. Then, um, supposedly, you can uh, douse for graves with it, so it'll cross over a grave. That's... Uh, if you go between two cedar trees, they'll cross. Well, don't some graves they they bury the dead with their jewelry? Yeah. So a then lot that... of them do, but. That might. You don't know if that's the case or not. Yeah, that's you why can when find you find ancient graves where they haven't, so it's very, very strange. Mm. Weird. But yeah, we had a big old conversation about that, and they told me to bring some sticks. We were going to douse when we got to the picnic, and I, I completely forgot <laughs> to grab any. You can go buy. Are they at your house? Or some store? I don't have any. On you that made up to do it. Yeah. I haven't doused in a long time. Yeah, man. That sounds kind of cool. You should record that. Yeah, show everybody. I don't know. I, I need to talk to Pastor Pill about it because I, I don't want to like be showing people this and, and his. What kind of satanic worship are you doing, oh, David? Hey, hey. Sick, disgusting. <laughs> we used to use it in, in uh, irrigation all the time. If we had to find a water line where we didn't know exactly where it yeah, was, it worked every single time. Sounds like a good idea to do it. So, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe when you cross over, it's not because you're walking over water. It's because there's a demon sleeping on the water, and yeah. it crosses. He's taking a bath. Down he's there. taking a bath, yeah. and you're just walking over. That's why. Yep. He, he reaches up. And... <laughs> 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 that would be amazing. I mean, that'd be terrifying, but still. Ah, that's that's cool. I know you talked about that before. Oh, have I? I figured I had. Or you mentioned it to me before. Oh yeah. I know that. I've I've told people. I tell people very sparingly, just because of the, what do you call it, how how people treat it. I think the younger generations are more accepting of it. It's just dude, you should have brought that up. Bro, you should have the, brought that up this morning. Oh, among oh, all the older fellas. Oh, oh I, I would. I want to see how they were at now. That would be sick. Yeah, I won't do that until I talk to Pastor Bill. I, I really do want to know his opinion on it because. Oh man, dude, that would be. I would love to see that. Yeah. 
I don't think I don't think that many people. It's like very supernatural people. I don't know, because especially in the South, there was a lot of yeah superstition kind of stuff. If you didn't know exactly why something was, then you treated it differently. Yeah, you wanted to stay away from it. And I will tell you, there are there there is something related to dousing that I know for sure does go into that realm. I don't think dousing itself, the way I described it, is evil at all. But I think there's the potential for people to take it into something worse. Almost like Ouija boards and whatnot. There you go. Ouija boards. We'll do that next. Uh, I'm staying as far away from that as possible. Uh, Did you answer that question? You said, or were you just I'm, giving I'm an stay, example? I'm staying as far away from that no, question that, as well. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the question about the animals. Yeah, I was trying to think of a good one because I you, know there's there's got to be some mythical beast that is you know often forgotten. We could always come back. We'll do we'll do a, a little mythical monsters research. Yeah, like a little and then come back and re-answer. See, with now our, that would be cool. Our updated information. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Because I've because that that question deserves. I'm just going with what I I can come off the back of my head. So yeah, I know we we need to figure out. I'm gonna go those. through. I'm gonna binge watch all the lost tapes <laughs> if I can find them. Write out your your 300 page report, dude. If oh man, there are a lot of things I would do 300 page reports on. And that one obviously is one. That one would be, dude. If you gave me the ability to do like, oh, uh, if I could do a research paper on every single lost tapes episode, <laughs> I would pop off. <laughs> like debunking them. Oh, I, some of them I might even say, yeah, that's true. I was like, it's nope, definitely real. that's a real video. This was a real tape. Yeah, that's real. So, I don't know. Um, we can move into the next question, okay. which will probably be the last question. I don't actually know. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, uh, but yeah. Um, where is it? Actually, did you ever? I never showed you. Um, this this is uh not part of the question, but uh we got a an email. Did you ever see it? I never showed you. Hmm. Our e- we got an email from uh. Oh yeah. I, I don't from, know if we uh, should say. From someone. From, <laughs> we got an email from uh. From uh, Miss Watson, Mrs. Watson. Well, that's nice. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw it. It wasn't really a question. I, I don't it, know. At why. the end, it kind of is a question. Or it's, it's, it, she was talking about the stuff like, we were talking about last week assignment. about the heavenly riches and such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she mentioned Matthew 5 through 7, which I still haven't gone through and read. Yeah, I need to do that as well. Because I, so, I had remembered you'd said that. Because I said I that, and I meant that, but then I was doing a bunch of other research. So, so but yeah. Uh, we, we will read it. That's so, on our docket. Yeah. See, thanks I, thanks I, for the email. For stuff like that, I, I find it incredibly difficult, and that's just me. To believe that people thoroughly enjoy the podcast, I don't know why. Why? Why do people enjoy it? I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's I mean, bro. I can describe it like this. It's like think of us as, and I know I said this before. It's like Jimmy Neutron characters. You're Jimmy Neutron. I am not Jimmy. You are. I you're not hundred percent Jimmy Neutron. I don't have the hair for it. You don't need the hair for it. <laughs> or maybe the hair's going down. The below. beard contra- <laughs> is, is the counter for the the head hair, and then I'm like a combination of three people. I'm I'm Carl for my allergies. I'm Sheen for my stupidity, and I'm that doctor who could never finish anything. I don't know what his name was. Now, hold on, You're that's me. See, this is perfect right here. This is the yin and the yang. You got, you got to take some of the good. To, you can also be Hugh Neutron. Let's just combine all the other characters. Nah, then... not worth it. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not good enough to be. I, I don't Goddard. like that analogy, but it's a good analogy. 
I guess I guess the reason why I always struggled to think of why would anybody enjoy this is because I I hardly can stand to listen to our episodes. Uh, it's well, I can just, listen to some of our episodes, not not all. Right? Yeah, there are some episodes I will never touch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like we we live so through it. We we know what happened. We live we'll through just, it. We did it. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And there's so much more audio we could have had That's if true. we didn't lose that audio. That Ten hours plus of. It's a, at least gone. 10 hours mm-hmm. total of, of audio we've lost. I remember it was a lot of times at the beginning where we would get finished with an episode, we'd, you know, and then everything. it down and it would be corrupted or yeah. lost or it wouldn't have recorded properly. It sucked. Mm-hmm. But that's how it goes. Um, it's true. I, <laughs> you all right over there? I'm alive. Oh, no, I got home today and I was like, I don't even want to leave. After being I, out all day and being chatting, I was like, I don't even want to go to like this I picnic. To I mean, I want to go, but I don't want to go. Yeah. It's like, I, I just want to sit here. That's how I was yesterday. And die. After, after uh, helping with the move. Yeah. It's like, I got home and my parents like, hey, you going to go over to this other house and watch a movie? And I'm like, I, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I, I wasn't like that yesterday, but I don't know. I think it's not really physical activity. It's more social. speaking, social. Yeah. I hear I that. don't know why. But now I got to do that like tenfold today. Yeah, talk to everyone. I got to, dude. I got to throw myself out there, man. You, did, I mean, I got to push myself into the non-comfort zone now. Cause you're an introvert, right? I'm an introvert. Well, yeah. you know what? I it's can. It's so much more exhausting for introverts because they do. They have a social battery, and so once that drains, it is extremely. Hard. It's like it's it's not even like that. I mean, generally, I I don't just push myself out there, but it's like it's difficult to. To find someone I can talk to and actually talk about something that I can talk about. Right. Like we talk, we start talking about sports. I'm just gonna listen to somebody talk because I don't. Yeah, you don't do. Sports. I don't do sports, so it's like I'm not gonna say anything. Go Cowboys. Um, <laughs> that's about it. So yeah, it's very difficult to find somebody to to get yeah, in that, that, that correct conversation. Specific. But yeah. But hey, that's life. It is. Well, it helps you grow, really, because. It forces you, if you want to try and socialize with somebody, it forces you to think... Outside the box. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, what else could I ask them that would be a normal conversation that's not hyper-specific? And that, that's, that, that's hard to do when you don't yeah. know. Uh, and social ability is the same thing as just about anything. You have to practice it and maintain it, or else it'll leave you. Yeah. I, I could say a lot more about that, but... I won't. Why not? Because I, no, like I, I feel like I would. I I would say some things that people wouldn't want me to say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we can get into this next yeah, question. Need um, to. do you want to read it off first? I don't even think I need to read the whole like that first. No, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the question and then it's it's a. Should big we do it one at a time? This subparts. this question involves well four questions, but two of the questions are like halves. Mm-hmm. But the, it's like three questions. But I guess we'll just go through one at a time. I won't read all of them and then do all of them. We'll just read one and then do one. Uh, this question also comes from Tyler. All the questions come from Tyler. So my brother Tyler. And then and then we, for the win. we didn't technically have a question from from Mrs. Watson. Right. But it's more like a just a, a comment, which mm-hmm. which is good. No, we like we, that. We so want anything. At least I don't think it was a question. Kind if, of. If it was, then I. I it was a ju- it was a suggestion. It. That's good. No, to we read. need suggestions and comments and, so, but yeah. and curses. And curses. <laughs> Speaking of curses. Uh-oh. Uh, anathema. Anyways. Yes. Uh, no, I won't, do, I won't do that right now. That's not 
That's not me. Um, all right, so let's go through this. So we'll just we'll read the question, and then you you have it in front of you, right? Or you, oh yeah, the question I got it over here on my phone. I'll, I'll read both of them because they're both they're one question, but they're two. So it says, "Are practicing?" Uh, so these all these questions are based around based based around Catholics or the big uh, the Catholic belief. It says, "Are practicing Catholics saved or are they not?" And it says, "What Bible verses in context proves your point?" Proves your point. Um, actually, you know, I should have went with the second question, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, this is why we need to write down stuff. Yeah. I, I should have laid this out as an answer. I don't even know what you wrote, man, to be honest. I, I just started doing research, heavier research on the Catholic Church from what I already had known. But Talk about demonic. Anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> We'll um, muddle through. You know, I could just read all the questions. Yeah, go ahead. And then, and then the second one says, logically, what make what makes them different from pro- professing and practicing Christians? And then the third one says, are are Catholics like the Pharisees or not? Um, we could actually go. We could start with the second one because I think we could we could start with that one. Yeah, if yeah. You want. That's a, that's a so, good intro to it, at least. So the second question is, uh. Uh, what makes them different from professing and practicing Christians? So, basically, what's the difference between Christians and Catholics as the, at least the belief system? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sick. <laughs> hey, this here is he like, goes. He's got four pages I hate of notes. This. I hate this because what we're doing right now is like you have to do like a – it's like doing a, a speech in front of a class. Yeah. You did your research and now you get to put it And it's incredibly stressful now. Is it stressful? Yeah. Well, go right ahead. You you do it. You face your stress. Jeez. I don't like public speaking, man. It's I've okay. said this like a thousand times. I hate public speaking. Everybody's got to face I, it at some point. Uh, I didn't. I did. I wrote down some, but I sure as heck didn't write down every single right. thing that Catholics do because I don't really care. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good way of putting it. That's right. Now wait a minute. Actually, no. I won't bring that up until later. I don't know if I could prove that one. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what's some differences differences between Christians and Catholics? Um, the first and most noticeable one is that Christians are saved by faith alone, but Catholics are are saved by faith, but also by works. Right. And when we're talking about this, we're talking about what they believe. So. Yeah. This is the belief. These are the differences yeah. between Catholic, the Catholic belief and Christian belief. So. Right. Because there's, <laughs> there's no there's not two separate. Avenues. Yeah, for there's, this is this is all this is you. You listen to this, and you can take your own personal opinion and do what right. you want, I guess. But yeah, they believe you have to do certain works to get holiness, mm-hmm. in a sense, which is weird. But granted, we also believe in holiness, so right. it's, but not, by a it's not far fetched yeah. to think. But I mean, yeah, because we we believe that yeah. works are a outpouring of the faith specifically but it's only the they, faith that's necessary from for what i know they also think if you're not baptized you can't enter heaven hmm. i don't know that fully that's, that's probably true that was something i kind of i read about it i read about it and i really i was i was like yeah i i'm not really getting this one so i skipped over it i'm not sure that's open for interpretation do what you want with it right so we'll leave that out um yeah so also what else? So we, as Christians, you have the Bible is your your law. Yeah, it is the one source of God's divine word. Yeah, essentially, they have other books along. With, they have the Bible, 
but then they have other stuff and they have a book called the apothe apothrica yeah the apographa dyslexia it's all right it's still good you're good (laughs) and that has a a lot more or it has a few more books in it um that aren't technically canon and are not a part of the christian the christian bible um i always thought that the book of enoch was a part of the apothrica but it's not 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 that i know of Hmm. not that i know of um but it's this is ironic because i just bought the book the apothrica Okay, to, to look through it. Like a week ago or two. Huh. Because I want to get through and read it, but I, I just haven't. I don't want to right now. But And I got the Book of Enoch to eventually go through and read. But, yeah. So, they have these books. And these books were written, I don't know how long after the Bibles, after John finished the Bible. Right, I don't know how long these books. With Revelation, um, I'm not exactly sure who wrote these books. I'm sure it's out there. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, you're doing a lot of not caring. I keep right? saying that, but it, 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 yeah, I don't know. You obviously care enough about it to. Go I care enough it. about it for you guys. That's right. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's about that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll probably get into the. Well, we will get into the work stuff later, but we'll skip over that for now. Um, so, actually, wait, what did I do? Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, we use, so when it comes to, like, authority, our authority comes from God. So, like, if, but, but with the Catholics, their authority comes from God, but also the Pope or the Council of the Church or that they have their own authority as well. So they can actually... Uh, add into the bible or take out things like they have the authority such a, at the same level as god right. which we don't believe that right, right. But, but yeah no, so that that's one thing they can do the, the pope is the voice piece of god yeah, like on earth pope. and whatever he declares is a direct declaration of god. yeah and they actually for confessions is kind of interesting they they go to they have to confess their sins not that they they can talk to God through prayer and such from what I know, but yeah, but they have to actually confess their sins to that of the Pope, or the or, clergy, or, or, or clergy or some priest. high priest priest guy, yeah. um, which I don't actually I didn't I didn't fully look into this, but does that mean that they they can't they believe that if they don't do it they can't be forgiven of those sins if as they don't far as I understand, if they don't confess that's what they. Okay. They believe that you have to confess verbally to a member of the clergy, usually in one of the confessional booths, yeah. and then the clergy will ask God for your forgiveness yeah. on your behalf. That's, that was always weird to me. I always thought it was cool to go in one of those, I the never did, booths, the yeah. little booths, and then it's like that weird wooden window right next to you, and they're like, mm-hmm. that's cool because you see it in movies, but no, that's weird, so, I mean, it's, but we don't do I that. I think... That whole thing is an interesting concept, not because I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think the theology of it might not be sound, but the confessing your sins to your brothers, to yeah. the other people in the church, is not that bad of an idea. I think like, it's good. Christians ought to get in the habit of that. I think that. it's good, especially if, if they will encourage you to like get out of it or to try and fix it and help you with it, but I don't know, I don't know if right. Pope or no, priests like, I, actually do that. I think they yeah. just write it down and then go pray i don't know if they yeah i don't do think, much I don't with think them they do the what we would do so yeah the they probably church. have a lot of people oh yeah who go to them through. so they're not gonna talk to them one-on-one or anything i don't know 
but no, no. But I think in the the Christian sense, at least, we ought to. If somebody does confess their sins because they're trying to get out of it, we ought yeah. to you be, know, be loving there for them. Yeah, be there, praying for them. for them. But we're not necessarily, you know, saying okay. You know, but they because they, you told me this now I can. It's their own repentance. Ask, yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah. their own um, deal. Man cannot forgive its own sins. Yeah, you would have to be perfect in order to be able to forgive sins, and no man is able to forgive sins because no man is perfect. Right, and I think that might be where a lot of the confusion over the the confessionals come. They the the Catholic tradition on this is kind of odd in the fact that yeah they believe that only Christ can forgive sins, but he has sort of put that he utilizes the clergy to be the people through whom Humans, <laughs> those sins are, yeah. are forgiven. It's it's odd. It's, it's odd, weird. But, but they ultimately believe only Christ can forgive sins. Yeah. So at least so. as far as that goes, that's all right. Yeah. So we're not we're not on the same level as that. But teach your own. I wonder if there's any Catholics listening. There might be. Maybe. Maybe. Hello maybe not. There, little um, uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see. We already mentioned the books. I think I I did that backwards. Anyways. Uh, oh yeah. I actually I didn't mention this. Uh, supposedly I have never read the apoph. whatever it's called apocalypse um (laughs) but apparently there's some a lot of contradictory to that of the bible in the apocrypha yeah so yeah yeah so so i'm not sure exactly how that works for catholics uh there supposedly if you go and research the uh which you did uh, a lot of what the catholics say about it they will swear to you up and down that they are uh complementary and the fact that it, it's not really contradictory. Everything that's in there does complement it perfectly. Yeah. Same as with uh, this is the other thing that they put full stock in is the, the the Catholic oral tradition, which is supposedly the teachings of Christ and the original apostles as passed down through apostolic succession. Succession. Yeah. Succession. <laughs> I'm getting dyslexia now too. Hey man, we all um, have it. And so it's it's directly passed down the additional words of Christ. And revelation, yeah, which that is fascinating to me as well because now they've written down a lot of that oral tradition. But if you look throughout all of history at other oral traditions and you track down original sources, it is almost like a game of telephone. So that's that's something that uh, non-believers have often blamed the Bible for is being this game of telephone, and it's not at all what it was like yeah. originally. It doesn't work that way for written text, but it does for oral tradition. And so it's strange to me that the, the Catholics would believe so heavily in the uh, the oral tradition, the sacred Catholic tradition, as they call it, uh, as being on par with God's Word in terms of its uh, validity yeah. and its spiritual significance. Uh, same as with the Apocrypha. And so they, they have a lot more uh, literature to go off of. So a lot of their other traditions, such as the uh, the Pope and his, uh, the fact that he kind of is a descendant of Peter in terms of authority over the entirety of the yeah. church, I think a lot of that does come from those additional texts. Yeah. So can't add or subtract right. the Bible, but you could do that for the Apocrypha, I guess. And see, I was um, more willing to believe them when they said that they were of the Spirit if there weren't contradictions. And yeah. That yeah, we'll get into perhaps one of the bigger contradictions if we go to the uh, or the, uh, was the Council of Trent. Yeah. Oh, don't! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on that yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. We'll save um, that. 
Um, yeah, we already did confessions, which just going back to confessions, we um, we don't go to priest anymore. And part of that is I mentioned um, in where is it? In Matthew twenty seven fifty one, it mentions about the curtain being torn. Which means now we have direct connection to God, so we can go to God with our confessions or prayer. Right. I mean, anything. Yeah, you don't so, have to be the, the purified. There's no middleman. Yeah. There's no more middleman, and we don't need a middleman anymore. So that's what the whole curtain being torn in Matthew 27, 51. See, I hate my writing. That's all right. It doesn't look like a 51. It looks weird. But. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili's. Hi there. Hello, hello. Hello. Um... <clears throat> What else? Um, I guess we can talk about prayer specifically, because um, they they believe you can pray directly to God, but there's also other avenues of prayer, such as praying to Mary or to yeah. The so you saints. got you got what is it called? You got the prayer prayer of the saint or to the saints, and you got yep. the prayer of the dead. Yeah, and then you I think you have the prayer to the dead. You have prayer for the dead. Yeah. And those so, in purgatory. And that's to well. boost people from purgatory to get into heaven. Which, of course, is another difference. They believe in purgatory, but Christians Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they have the prayer the prayer to the saints or of the saints. What is it called? Do you know what it's called? Uh, is it prayer to... I didn't, I didn't write that down, but I knew what it was. Uh, but yeah, it is It is prayer to the saints who are in heaven. So they're uh, praying no, actually, to those yeah. saints it's like to prayer, pray more boldly. Yeah. So for, they pray to, like, Peter or Mary or... Yeah, like the apostles. Any of the, yeah, any of those, and they pray. I, I don't know because I see them at the same level as Jesus. I think. I think they uh, they like, see them as like a higher well, spiritual. So something like power. what Alex was talking to us about the other day, where since they're in heaven, right, and through the Bible, we know that you know they're still alive in a sense you know god is the god of the living not the yeah. dead so they take that they go okay so all the the saints that are in heaven that are not in purgatory are are closer to god now that they're in heaven with him and their minds have been cleared and they know exactly what needs to be prayed for whereas those on earth they don't they might not see the whole picture so they don't know fully what to pray for yeah so i, I believe they see it as okay we in our blindness essentially will pray to those saints to pray on our behalf so it's a more complete prayer to god Mm. which is an interesting thing to think about because christians believe that but instead of having the the saints who are in heaven be the the conduit for the prayer we have the holy spirit which translates even groanings which can't be uttered into a proper prayer to god yeah it's like yeah we don't always know what to pray pray for but the holy spirit will help us in that yeah um so it's like we kind of believe the same thing but it's a different it's a definitely a different context yeah so and then they have the prayer to the dead which are not the saints right it's just everybody else mm-hmm. and the um, prayer for those in purgatory yeah it's, it's essentially trying to yeah it's just aid to them boost, in their journey yeah. to purity and then yeah we should probably jump into that because they they believe in purgatory now i didn't write anything for the christian side of purgatory because from what I know, some yeah. I've met some Christians who say they do believe in purgatory, and others who say they don't. So take it's, that that's to each your own, I guess. Um, I don't personally believe in purgatory whatsoever. Right. I don't think I, there's I anything. I don't think there's very. I don't think there's any biblical evidence. For I didn't it. know of any. 
So, uh, yeah, unless the, somebody else has some. The closest thing you could get, and it, it's really not close, in fact, it's kind of a disprovance of purgatory, is when Paul is talking about how essentially if you're a Christian and you sin, or if, if you sin in this age, you'll face kind of punishments for that in the current age. So it's like the whole theory behind uh, purgatory is that, okay, you'll get through all of your life, and then if you're kind of in that borderline good, borderline bad, then you'll atone for your sins in purgatory and go up to heaven. Yeah. But as far as Paul was concerned, it was like, no, if there is going to be any penalty, if you're a Christian, you'll face it here on earth. And, you know, yeah. Christ has already paid yeah, for, for, for the sins. The Catholics believe in purgatory because they believe that when you go to purgatory, you're kind of making up a bunch of good works for the bad you've done. Right. And then once you do all that, then you leave purgatory to enter heaven. Right. From what I know. So And it yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. Which is also why they pray to the dead, because they think they're in purgatory working towards heaven, praying for that to boost them up. But yeah. So it's some interesting stuff. But I don't know. (laughs) That's just some basic stuff I had for the the thing. Um Right. Holy holies. But yeah. I think there was... Do you have one more? Yeah. Uh, Honestly, there's a bunch of stuff on it. Man, I just had that. Uh, I don't remember it now. Uh, okay. I don't know if we did a good job on going over the... I've heard that topic. It's kind of disjointed, but that's okay. Really there, there, there's a lot of things to cover with it. There's a lot of things, and we actually, well, at least I chose not only to write down certain things. Right. That I, yeah. I thought was very. The it, most pointed. The most pointed out ones, very specific to them, instead of minor ones. And there are other big ones that you could do on your own. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, last, last thing, it, it had fluttered past my mind earlier, and I just caught it. Um, what do we got? They believe that. Christ did die and was resurrected, so they believe fully in that. Uh, he came bodily. And you're not going to mention the whole not being forgiven stuff? No. It? Okay, you're not mentioning Okay. No, no, I, I was going to mention that they believe that when Christ died, he descended into hell for three days. And then when he was resurrected, he was pulled back out. Now, when I say that, there's kind of some mixed opinions on what they mean by hell. Uh from what I was able to gather, and people, you're more than welcome to correct me in, in the email, but what I was able to gather was that they believe he descended into the realm of the dead not to be you know, punished, but that he went to minister to the souls of those who were in hell so that those who believed there could be saved. So it was sort of like once Christ came, then he had to go minister to those because there was no salvation until he came. Yeah. Whereas from, that doesn't seem from what I know, once you're once you're there, you're there. Right. Even if that was a thing that he went down there and talked to them, he just talked to them. There are some Christians that believe a similar deal to that, where where during the time that Christ was not on Earth during those three days, the three days he ministered to the spirits of those that came before, but. One that's not in scripture. That's not outlined. Actually, I didn't see that at all. I probably didn't do enough research, but no, you did more research than I did. That was just something I caught on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, even know that. That's interesting. But it's, a, it's an interesting discrepancy, that's, I guess you could say. I didn't know that. That's interesting information to have. No, not not that it is. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> for any purpose or we should have had a catholic on you know that see, like, that a, a fully, like a fully dedicated catholic and i maybe, don't know any see because i want to continue to research this and try and, and dude, understand dude. it more fully and if we get a catholic on in the in the future oh, then go. he can you know whip us into shape oh <laughs> really he will what Bro, i want him to talk about the council of trent yeah <laughs> what does it mean <laughs> i read like two things in there and i was like yo <laughs> i don't need to read anymore i'm gonna die because <laughs> because did you ever read the Council of Trent? I have. Or, well, technically not read it, but like, did you skim over some things or? Yeah, yeah. Or did I, you just see the one thing I wrote? I, I saw that. I've heard people that was, talk about other things in the Council of Trent, and it's it's fascinating. But I'm like you. It's like what what are they? Doing? I mean, some of it I couldn't even understand, so I don't know what's being said in some of them. But they they do have specific terminology with which is definitely catholic yeah like you so have to go to the dictionary and look it up so yeah um you know you want to go ahead and, and we'll, we'll jump that. into it because that brings up the cat the council of trent um so i guess we'll go back to the first question so we did that one on the differences between that and christians um then we have what's that noise i don't know <laughs> a man's listening the cap outside um Okay, so we'll go over the first question. Are practice are practicing Catholics saved or not? And then what Bible verses in context proves your point? Right. So yeah, first off, uh this should be a general represent or general knowledge that I do frankly do not believe I have the right to say whether or not anyone yeah. is or is saved, nor will I even pursue to try and answer that question. Right. But yeah, because salvation isn't on an individual basis. Yes. You can't say, okay, all Catholics are not saved or they all are. All we can go off of is what do they teach and is their teaching in line with the basic requirements for salvation? Yeah. So yeah, that's all we can really answer. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not God, so. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Clearly. None of us can really judge that for ourselves. Clearly. But, but we can definitely discuss some stuff in there that we think either that— this is similar to the whole similarities that we had, but first off, we can bring up the Council of Trent. Um, first off, the Council of Trent was—I don't know how to describe the Council of Trent. It's like a rule book. It's yeah. like the Ten Commandments, but there's more than ten. Hmm. Basically, what it is, it's like laws you have to do, or you have to do this in order to be a Catholic. You can't do this. These are things, right. all sorts of things. And I saw a few things that I liked, but I specifically wrote down one note. Um, this one's called, this is Council of Trent, Session 6, Canon 9. Um, should I just read this? Yeah, go ahead and read it. Because nobody will understand what this means. Um, okay, here's, here's what it says. It says, if anyone saith that by faith alone the impious is justified in such a way to, as to mean that nothing else is required to cooperate in order to the obtaining of the grace of justification, and that it is not in any way necessary that he be prepared and disposed by the movement of his own will, let him be anathema. Anathema. <laughs> um, yeah. First off, that's like New King. That's like King James type writing yeah, right there. Because this, from, from what I saw, this was made in 1567. Okay. That's when they wrote most of this. I don't know if they've ever edited it either, so I have no idea. Probably not. As, as like I don't preservation. Yeah, I don't know exactly page. how they did that, or if they just wrote it all in like one sitting. I don't. But yeah, that's that's one. That's a canon nine. Um, that's not part of the rule books. These are more these. I found out. So there, when you go to the Council of Trent, you have. I don't know. The one I was reading was session six, so it's like it was like twelve chapters, and they're not literal chapters. They're just 
yes, paragraphs. They're, they're different laws or whatever you can or can't do. And then when you go past the chapters, you go to these things called canons. Now, the, the one thing, the one big difference between the canons, which other than the laws are different there, but the canons and the chapters is the canons, which the one I just read, is it says at every single one of them at the end, it says, let him be anathema. Which I looked up the definition, yeah. and there were three different definitions on Google, but I looked up the one this one is for. And anathema is a former curse by a pope or a council of the church. Uh, excommunication, it's excommunicating a person or denounces a doctrine. Basically, it means, you know. Get out of here. We don't, we don't have It's like they're here. damning you to hell. I don't know. It, like saying you can't be saved. I don't, I, it's weird. But this one specifically was talking about faith. So, which we mentioned at the beginning. Um, what did we say on the first one? Yeah, that that um, Catholics are they're f- by faith and works, right. whereas Christians are just by faith alone is how salvation comes into play. So this one specifically mentions um, faith, and what it says is that no one is saved by faith alone, or nobody is justified by their faith alone. Right. Um, that is required. Um, that if if you say there's no other works that need to be done other than your faith to be saved, that, you know, anathema. Right. And they're basically cursing you if you say that by faith alone you're saved, which we don't believe and um, I don't think is correct in any way whatsoever. Right. Um, which I, I know I mentioned to you that uh, I brought up a bunch of verses about works. So Yeah, you, so, if you um, want to list off a couple. Actually, I... Well, actually, the no. The question I'll, was specifically, like, which verses would you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, yeah, in context. So it's, it says, what ver- what verses in context proves your point? Uh, this is just one topic, by the way, not nothing. Yeah, not all of them. Not everything. And it's not even all the, the can- all the Council of Trent. I'm not going to do that. Um, but you have um, you have uh, Romans 4.3, and it says, what does Scripture say? Abraham believed, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Or he believed God, and it was credited. So before the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you didn't have just by faith alone. That wasn't commonly known. You usually had sacrifice. But even in Abraham's time, you just had belief. So he didn't have to specifically do X amount of good deeds or very specific good deeds to be saved by faith alone. So that that right there shows that one. Um, We were actually reading Romans... What was it, two today? Yeah, in, in our class this morning. It was, that was ironic, because Romans 3, we were, it was the one I brought up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, um, what else? Uh, well, I brought up Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, Romans 11, 6, and John 6, 47. Um, yeah. These all talks about works. Um. Romans three speaks of of God's like God's faithfulness um, outside of works, basically proving that you don't need works. But there's clearly a lot more things I didn't write down. Yeah, that could be added to that. There's an entire passel of scripture which um, goes but, against the idea that works are necessary. Yeah, it, if it talks about works at all, and Paul goes on to talk a lot about that, where it's like, you know, it's not by works, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do good works. Yeah. Um, because, as we said before, works are a natural outpouring of somebody's faith. Yeah. Um, when you brought up, what was it? It was Luke 23, I think. You yeah, it down? Luke 23, 23, 40 through 43. And that's, that's the, the criminal on the cross. Yes. And I think that, one, that one's probably the biggest proof in my mind, at least the one I could think of quick, 
uh, as quickly. Yeah. Where all the guy did was say, "Hey, look, don't you have any fear of God? We we are being justly punished for our crimes, but this man Christ, yeah, is is innocent." And he believed right there on the cross, and Christ said, "Today you will be with me in paradise." Yeah, that I don't. He didn't do, do a they, thing. He was hanging there. I wonder. On the cross. I wonder. Do Catholics ever talk about that? I don't know. I never. I should have um, looked up stuff for that, but I didn't. But because yeah, I didn't see it, I didn't think about that until you wrote it down. But I don't know if they ever bring that up because that's also like interesting. On that uh, that verse, as a little aside, I would think that also disproves the idea that Christ went down to hell for three days because he said I would see you in, in, in paradise. paradise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't, that would be interesting. Yeah. Only one so way to know. We need a Catholic on here. To <laughs> get a Catholic. <laughs> get all the fine tuned detail, dude. A Catholic would be slapping us right now. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sorry. We're just trying to understand. Um, uh, what else? I I can't remember. There's one I want to mention here. Um, yeah. Okay. So we have Ephesians two eight through nine. Uh, I'll read it. Uh, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Yeah. So there you go. That's it it specifically right says, yeah, by faith, not by works. Um, which the Council of Trent clarif- uh, is contradictory that of Scripture itself. So, and and it's interesting too to hear Paul be writing that to the churches, because if you look at the life of Paul, he was perhaps the one outside of the original apostles that was the most influential through works, and yet he's the one saying, "No, you're not saved by works." Um. And he was probably the biggest one to say, like, I, I don't deserve any of this. I'm the worst sinner that has ever been. And, yeah. You know, so I think there's a bit of that where the more godly you become through the working of the Holy Spirit, the more you realize, yeah, there's nothing at all you could ever do to become righteous through your own actions. Yeah. But anything good you do is because of the Spirit through God. So it's, it's that idea. Yeah, um, for that they also well they there was something in uh, the Council of Trent that talked about like purgatory, which I thought was funny. It's not something I specifically wrote down, and so I remember as they were talking about one of the Council of Trent's canons is that um, you um, they talk about purgatory, talking about there's a predestinated, not purgatory. There's a predestinated amount of people who would be saved, right. who, and you don't know who is who and he says and it says you cannot presume that you are saved think you that you are one of the chosen predestined to be saved mm-hmm. so you can't go around doing that either otherwise let them be anathema or whatever <laughs> and i was like well, that doesn't think you are i was like i was like is that a reference to the 144 i i didn't fully understand what they were talking about i was like or is, are you talking about before because i think we're before that that 144 section of revelation personally yeah. i don't i don't i don't know if we're in that that part of as, the world yet well, so as far like, as i understand the 144 was a symbolic number referring yeah. to the entirety of yeah. the church so we would be included in that Maybe. but it's not a literal 144 yeah I, I thought that's what they were referencing i don't really know because they didn't give any that could be that they gave that no background sense. to it they just kind of brought it up i was like okay yeah, but, that would make a lot more sense. I, that would be something interesting to get into as well, as like the Catholic interpretation of specific books of the Bible. Because I would figure, due to some of the 
the nature of their beliefs. Like they, they kind of have to not necessarily tweak things, but they have to interpret it differently to fit so that where it they works are. with the, yeah. the oral tradition and with the apocrypha. Yeah. So in something like Revelation, where you have very symbolic numbers, colors, uh, animal symbolry, everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I want to see what their interpretation is. That would be kind of cool. And you get a, a Catholic priest. Teach us. Bro, we need to get the Pope down here. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're on the... Our, so, basically, based off of our our things, so we go over, like, with someone believing in both faith and works as a way that, that only through faith and works you shall be saved. I can't personally say whether or not I would say... I can't answer whether or not they would be saved or whether or not I can think they're saved. Right. Um, I I think it is possible to be saved and have that extra. Yeah, as an thoughts. idea, I, yeah. I think that's something that it it's an idea that a lot of people have when they're early Christians. Like when they first get saved, they have that impetus to do good things, and it's kind of a natural, logical idea yeah. that okay, the works are therefore required, and it takes some time to look and see that's not what the bible teaches specifically yeah and so in this instance i think it could be possible that a catholic could be saved and just have this wrong idea because people can be yeah people can be confused i mean i've seen i can't even say how many people i've met who call themselves christians but they believe in most of the laws but then they'll take one and be like eh, right eh, i don't think that's a sin or that's not a sin for me personally or whatever i'm like that's not how that works right you have to you, believe this is not a Either it's all of it or none of it, like pick right. a side. But yeah. so I think it would be in the same category for that of Catholics who are, you know, fully dedicated to this. So, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Because that's, that's not a, a make or break. It could just be considered a sin at yeah. that point, which yeah, so you're yeah. believing more than, than what's required. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you have to break it down to what is the base qualification for salvation. And it's exactly what Christ said when he was first starting his ministry. Said the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, believe and have faith. Wait a minute, that's not right. Repent, repent, repent and have faith. Repent and I'm, believe. I'm messing up the word. Yeah, Christ. this is not good. Hey, it um, happens. But okay, so if somebody repents and they have faith that Christ is the Son of God and He's going, He pays for your sins and He will return, you're yeah. saved by that definition. Yeah, so and I believe at least as far as my research has gone, and I, I read over yours, and I didn't see anything that which disqualifies them. I, mean, I think at I the core know. they teach something that you can be saved by. Now, in terms of the additional stuff they go, I, I don't think any of that disqualifies them, but it might it might count as you know having blasphemous sins that they just don't realize yet. Yeah, because you you can even blasphemy against Christ. Yeah, as, and as still be forgiven. It just yeah. from what we know, it's just the Holy Spirit. Right, that's the only one. There's lots of people that have but, lots of different ideas that are not scripturally sound, and yet yeah, good. yeah. So, and even in today's thing, there were there's things called like that I call gray areas. So it's like, yeah, even if you pick a side, are you picking the right one? Because it's, it's kind of hard right. to right. decrypt or decipher certain things in scripture whether or not they point directly to certain things going on like in today's time but right, that is but yeah i think yeah we can't fully answer that question i would say yeah i think there are some catholics who are and some who aren't but who is who who isn't i don't know 
Right. And that's not something I would answer personally. Um, but yeah. So do we, we want to lightly touch on that? We can go last, to the last uh, question. Get the last question. Okay. So this one says, uh, "Are Catholics like the Pharisees or not?" Now, first off, we should probably describe what Pharisees. Well, first off, it's typically not good to be called a Pharisee. Right. It's, it's looked down upon. Just David's a Pharisee all day, every day. Oh, <laughs> um, dear. But yeah, there called it right. That's there, there are a few things to the Pharisees that then you would have to look at. In each person, mm-hmm. um, and this is similar. Like you couldn't, I couldn't sit there and I don't know if I would sit there and say every Catholic is a, a Pharisee. Yeah, I don't think you can. But I definitely think there are, probably are some in there. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't. Same as there are some in the, the yeah. Christian yeah. church. So it's like this is give or take. Um, one of the so the the Pharisees, um, they were very interesting. So one of the big things about and I wrote how many did I write down? I wrote big things about the Pharisees big points i wrote three so the first one was how judgmental they were so the pharisees were very judgmental um let's see uh we have a matthew 23 1 then jesus said to the crowds the teachers of the law and the pharisees sit in moses's seat right so this is basically talking about how um moses was you know he was leading his people well he was leading the Israelites. I want to say Pharisees again. <laughs> uh, he was leading the Israelites, so they were following. He was given like the Ten Commandments. You know, God was speaking through him and giving him yeah. the laws that they were to do. So, so they're, he, they're he replacing themselves. Yeah, he was pretty much a judge for that moment or in that time. And they're basically putting themselves in the same shoes of that. Right. So, but then you have, uh, then we have uh, Exodus eighteen thirteen. The next day. Moses took his seat to serve as the judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning to evening. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, Moses he was was an judge. acting judge other than that of God himself. So, but that was because God was speaking through him anyways. But, yeah. yeah. So, that, that they put themselves in a way to judge others, and they're very judgmental. They're quick to judge, which is weird. But that's just one of the things. Um, I mean, I think that was kind of a natural outpouring of what they had sort of adopted as their responsibility which was we are the law keepers essentially and you know they were trying to follow the law as far as they could and so i guess it was a natural extension well we we keep the law so therefore we judge others when they don't keep the law and that was kind of where they got messed up which actually that's perfect you brought that up um so the next thing i wrote down is how the how hypocritical they were yes so yeah Basically, they don't practice what they preach, is the idea. So, I don't want to read all of this yet. Um, all of this seems to come, most of this, though, we had Matthew 23, 1, which was talking about the uh, to first half, which is judgmental. And then it's still in Matthew 23, uh, verse 3, it says, So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. I'm pretty sure Jesus is saying that. I'm almost positive Jesus saying that. I don't have that. I don't have it written down. Um, And then they say, uh, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them uh, on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So they're sitting there, basically, yeah, they basically sit there and they'll tell you all these, you know, supposed to do all these things, um, you know, whether it's, I 
at that time they were doing the Ten Commandments. So they might have been talking about the Ten Commandments or talking about things here. You can't do this because that's a sin or you can do this or that. But they don't practice what they preach. They weren't doing the same things. They saw themselves as higher, I don't know, higher value, higher mighty or closer to God, something like that. So holier than thou. <laughs> so they were they were pretty hypocritical for not doing that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't I don't need that. I don't know why I have that written down. I mean, it ultimately boiled down to pride. Yeah, I, you, you believe yourself so true that you can do no wrong. I have way too much on this last one that I <laughs> we went, I have a I whole page oh, for yeah, this one chapter or this one thing. One question, you're right. Um, but yeah, it uh, it the the third one I brought up was some um, they they focus on external righteousness. So base um, did I write it down? Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't even know how I reference this. This is awful. Oh, yeah, okay, no, no. In Matthew 23, 5, it says, everything they do is done for people to see. Um, what they did is they would wear these things, these necklaces, and you may have to help me pronounce this, called uh, flatteries. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks very weird. So uh, even in the verse, it says, they make their flatteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. So a flattery was a small leather box containing... Hebrew texts, I mean, I, I, I think scriptures, maybe the, the Ten Commandments, yeah. it's probably dependent on each Pharisee, personally, but they, they, they held in, like, laws in this little box on their necklace, um, as, and typically it was a way to look high and mighty. Phylacteries themselves were not bad. Yeah. So they, they, a lot of people who are very pious would often wear phylacteries just to have scripture close to their hearts, or they would wear it on their shoulders. It was kind of a symbolic deal. But the whole issue with the Pharisees is that they would make wide and large, very visible phylacteries. To show off. Tassels were long, so it was showy. Yeah. And, um, and that's what they that's what this even goes on about is... Um, yeah, in fact, your they, definition there, it's, that a phylactery was a small I, leather thing. Well, I looked at phylacteries, like, so many different definitions. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, they... they um, what is it? In verse 6, it says, They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. Um, they like um, self-righteousness. They like to be noticed and honored um, in, in banquets or synagogues, wherever they were. They like being the, like the guests of honor, yeah. um, which was not something that should be practiced. Um, goes back to pride once again. <laughs> yeah. So they, they definitely liked the attention from their basically their jobs. Um and I have way too much stuff written down on this. I hate this. Uh, it's okay. You can, you can either pick but even, it or... But even, even then, the word Pharisee itself, uh, the word Pharisee comes from the Hebrew word meaning to set apart or to separate. separate. Yeah. I have dyslexia. Don't worry about it. Um, so even at that point, with that word, it shows how they're separating themselves from everyone else, thinking they're so much better or showing off how judgmental we were or how... Uh, hypocritical they at were so um yeah they would dress very nicely and i forgot that did i write down the verse about shoot it was mentioned i don't it was it was mentioned the other day i think it was on wednesday remember what's that verse where it's like women dress modest modestly not with uh jewelry or right i can't remember that i didn't write down that verse i didn't even think about that shoot i didn't think about that one at all mm-hmm. um but yeah, so yeah, they they liked the attention, and like David said, they were very prideful in a sense. Um, 
Do you have anything to add on that? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we, we could probably go. You know, we have to apply that to the question of are are the Catholics yeah, yeah. So, like the no, Pharisees? No, yeah. We were so. Those were the three things I picked out for Pharisees. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I don't know. I would have to sit down and really like to compare them. I mean, sit down with a real like a Catholic, get yeah, to know them. Yeah, or get to know an individual, even yeah, ind- individual or even multiple ones to get to know them, um, I mean, and if, then I'd be like, oh, maybe that one, yeah. yeah. If the question is in general, like it, we, it, we can't it, answer it for are Catholics like the Pharisees or not? That's a general. Yeah. All these are general questions. We could probably answer it from what we perceive of the the clergy or the church as a whole, um, and I think there are some similarities between them. I mean, because you look at the, uh, the Pope Council of Trent, oh yeah. Uh, that's a whole bunch of additional rules that don't seem to stem directly out of Scripture. Yeah. So that that is a parallel between the Pharisees. Now, the purpose for those, I'm not sure if they had the same intent as what the Pharisees had, because the Pharisees created all of these you know ballooning rules other than the Ten Commandments to help people not even get close to breaking the original Ten Commandments. Yes. Yeah. And then they started enforcing those rules as the original commandments. Um. And so I don't know if they teach the Council of Trent as the if, if you do these things you're and I guess maybe so I mean the fact that they are you'll be anathema if you do any that of those is, things yeah. that seems pretty hard and that's fast. pretty yeah that's severe. Um, so in that sense I would say okay they're like the Pharisees in that regard as far as I can tell um, in terms of liking showy things I'm not sure we could say that one way or another because in a sense you could say well they they hold very tightly to their traditions and a lot of their liturgy in their worship is very showy but i i wouldn't regard that as the same as the pharisees because i don't often see the the priests of the catholic church you know going around with all of this shiny stuff yeah It, it doesn't necessarily come across like that perhaps with the pope but that's a different matter Pope's the Pope. Um, yeah, you, you're gonna have to have the big hat. That's just a thing. <laughs> I don't know what that hat is for, to be honest. I need to Google that. There's probably some meaning. It's something. To it. It's. I'm not gonna say that. Um, yeah, yeah we, we don't know about <laughs> the hat. But so in that um, regard, I I don't know. Um, I think yeah, there could be some. I don't think all. In terms of hypocrisy, we we can't necessarily know because, yeah. again, that goes back to independent people that's not yeah it's very interesting not that you can't figure out whether or not someone is a pharisee or in the general area but right you kind of need to know them or get to know them i would say but i think unless you watch a lot of it on tv (laughs) it's it's a valid question i think there are similarities Uh, yeah there's that for sure so but yeah these are difficult questions um I think it would be good if we both continued to research them because I, I will continue to look into it. And I want to get through, dude. I was thinking about that when I found that Council of Trent. Yeah, <laughs> you want to read dude, it, dude. I read most of it, mm-hmm. but I really only understood like three of it. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, we could spend hun- like probably hundreds hours of hours going through each apart. one of these, like a full episode on the podcast. I was like, geez, yeah, this is <laughs> weird. But no, it's interesting. It's very interesting. And then there was another one. It's like the Council of Trent. I forgot what it's called, but I didn't go into that one. Um, yeah. So half of these we couldn't technically answer. We didn't yeah, really. I mean, we're not good. At this yeah, research we, stuff. 
I mean, even then, when it comes down to practicing Catholics saved or not saved, I'm not person. I can give you my opinion that, yeah, I think some are like I think every category of people, some are saved, some yeah. aren't. I don't know who's who. I'm not gonna pra- I'm not gonna try and say who is who. I'm not, you know, like we are given a lot of. I don't know. It's weird because it's like I can't justify what exactly all is a sin. Right. So like, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's some of the difficult. stuff that they do that we would definitely consider sinful. Um, but even then, like, just because you're sinning doesn't mean yeah that you're not it, saved. You're not saved like, so that's yeah. a contradictory. I don't, I don't know. I was, it, I was reading through Leviticus twenty six today. I haven't gotten to twenty six yet, but it, it was talking about how it, it was essentially all of Leviticus is talking about the uh, what you're supposed to do for the certain sacrifices. Like is it sixteen? I don't remember where the talking about the holy priest, the holy of holy. I mean, they, they talked about that. I had that written down. I just never brought it. Yeah, okay, never mind. Um, anyways, but no, it's in essence, it was talking about how you're supposed to sacrifice for an atonement of your sins. When if you sin by accident, it is revealed to you. So, like, if you you know do something that's sinful and you don't know it, and finally somebody comes along and says, "Hey, look, this thing you did that was sinful," and you realize it. That's when you go to make atonement for your sins. Yeah. So in that regard, um, these you know Catholics might be doing these things that are sinful, and because of the way they were brought up and the liturgy and everything, and the fact that they've got these additional texts, they're not mindful of it. They're not aware of it. Um, it's it's kind of hard to judge them for that because they didn't know, and it's those things that don't look like sins on the outside until you see why yeah. through Scripture. So no, if they I assume agree. that it's Scripture, mean, you know, it's good. They've got these other things they believe fully are Scripture. Um, but if they were made known, or if those sins were made known to them and they didn't repent of it, then I think you'd have the problem. Yeah, that would be they a problem. They just don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I would hope that eventually as they're, you know, uh, practicing Catholics that at least some of them would eventually get the parts of the Bible that we mentioned where it talks about, you know, grace, uh, saved by grace through faith. Yeah. Um, not, by not by works. That they would see that and be like, uh, I need to look in the, you know, and I think some people, I think there are Catholics throughout history who have seen that, but like, you know what, I'm going to do my, and not, not do all of this stuff that Catholics are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I can't, yeah. And we we answered the second one. We gave our differences of Christians and Catholics, or a general. Um, yeah, this was we're not very teachers. General. We're not teachers. We're not going to spend six hours on a single topic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so but we gave some some bigger topics that uh, I think we both felt were yeah, ones right. that should have been mentioned. But but I mean, if you do your own research, there's a lot more into it yeah. if you want. And perhaps at some point in the future we can revisit this if we either research it some more or we, we find people to talk to that can give us better insight. Yeah. Because there's there's only so much you can do with research on the Internet. I know it's a vast resource, but you miss a lot of the nuance. Um, and, and there's just so much yeah. to churn through. It's, and, it's and, really hard. And Catholics even have the, uh, what are they called, the the sacraments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the yeah, sacraments. Yeah, we didn't get into that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get into that. But, but I, I mentioned baptism. That's one of the sacraments. Yeah, that's true. So we, we is is the Lord's Supper one of the sacraments? Yeah. For okay, 
I wasn't positive. Yeah, 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 there we go. We met in some sacraments. We did our job. Okay, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we only answered half of it because the other half. I don't know. It, it's a difficult question, and I feel like at least some of those questions, I'm I'm not. Not really I'm not perfect. I'm not qualified. I'm not perfect to answer that question, so I won't even pursue answering it. But I did outline it, yeah. and I think we outlined it decently well for a newcomer. Uh, yeah, see, there are kind of just differences. Yeah, there there are definitely differences. Um, but yeah, so yeah, very the interesting. The day, very. You know, they're they're under the umbrella of Christian doctrine. Yeah, and uh, there was there was something else I wanted to bring up, and I never brought it. Up, was um when I was doing this. I was seeing a lot of people were saying, not all Christians are Catholic, but all Catholics are Christians. Right. I, I said I don't. I don't know if I would agree with that. Because no. I mean, I think it's only, a person by person yeah. basis again. Right. Which even then I couldn't answer legitimately. If, if, they be- if they're talking about Christian in the literal sense, is that you believe Christ is the Son of God? That might be what they're saying. That's what Christian means ultimately. Then yes, if you're going by the literal definition, that is a true statement. Yeah. But if they meet it in the modern context of Christian, then I would say no. If that's an old phrase, it's probably the old context. I don't know what when that phrase was made, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's. I guess that's it. We've run our clock out. We got somewhere to be. Yes, we do. We gotta go to the. Um, think <laughs> we're only ten minutes away. We're fine. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sending in questions. Yeah, um, send more. And the comment from Mrs. Watson. Yes, we like that very much. Uh, yeah. If you want to send in more, you're welcome to. Um, we have more questions. We just clearly ran out the clock today. Yeah, we'll get to um, others. We'll do them eventually. Um, yeah, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Any last words for us, David? Boing! There we go. Boing. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, y'all take care. See ya. <laughs>